Welcome to Deerwood Realty YouTube channel. I'm John Schenk, founder and manager broker of Deerwood Realty in St. Louis, Missouri. So I just kind of wanted to go through, you know, how I look at the news in real estate, like how it how it happens. Today we're just gonna we're just gonna do that. So um, basically, I get started. I look at Twitter. I look at a bunch of other sources, a bunch of news aggregators, and just kind of go through things. And today, what came up was kind of interesting. And it started with this tweet right here from Lance Lambert, who has a uh, has his own deal right now. He it's a residential club is his um, his venture. And so it says, property technology startup Vive, a pioneer in modular construction technology, which has raised a total of $600 million, is on the verge of closure. Vive informed its staff of the impending closure on Sunday. And so I was like, hmm, modular construction. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with modular construction. Um, we looked into it years ago uh, for a development, and mm, it didn't work out. Uh, and then I looked at the total of 600 million and I said to myself, man, they got 600 million and failed. Like, what is wrong with these people? Like, I, I mean, so then let's, let's take a look. So then I went to the website and I just want to check and see if you guys can see, yeah, you can see it. So what did they do here? They, I mean, it looks like they got a wall and then it's got a nice little house, a little modern house. Right. And, uh, you know. So they build walls, right? And says so to reimagine the home, we reinvented the wall. Well, I mean, that, that got you $600 million? I mean, that must be a pretty cool wall, right? A home that works for you. Oh, look, it's, we've got developers. We're extending our presence beyond the barrier. Vibrant neighborhoods in California and Texas. I would say this. For startups... For startups, is there any place other to, to go than like California? It just seems like they have they have it, right? Like if you can sell something, you can sell it in California. So look, they they just basically they read it a wall. So, okay, right? All right. I mean that's 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 you need a a hook when you're trying to sell something, right? And their their hook is we learned how to build a wall. Seriously. Let's look at the article. It says, after raising $600 million, prop tech startup Vive is on the verge of closure. Also, obviously, if you can build a new wall and somehow get you know words in there like uh, technology and real estate, put those together, those are good for getting funding as well. It says, with over 400 employees at its peak, including 100 in Israel, Vive informed its staff of the impending closure on Sunday attributing it to the abrupt cancellation of a capital-raising initiative. So they had raised $600 million, and that wasn't enough. <laughs> now, I know, like, you know, some of, the, some of it has to go to salaries, and right? I mean, it's not, they didn't just, nobody handed them just a $600, I'm sure, there, or $600 million. I'm sure there was some sort of, uh, you know, tranches. They couldn't spend the money unless they did this and that. Right? No one would just give you $600 million to build a wall. We've, uh, Vive. Vive was in the process. Okay. Uh, yeah. Was in the process of raising capital, which was canceled at the last minute. In light of the current market situation in Israel and globally, it was not possible to secure additional funding. 
the company wrote in a statement. Therefore, the current entity of the company will be closed in the coming days and transferred to an assignee who will be in charge of the assets and their sale in the U.S. In the meantime, until a buyer is found for the assets, the company's operations will continue. At this stage, the company's employees in Israel will continue to work. So I guess not so much in California, but still in Israel. And it says the current entity of the company. So I think they'll be back. Just as a different name. And as soon as they get someone to pony up a couple hundred million dollars to do this again. It says it's estimated that there are currently negotiate it's estimated that there are currently negotiations taking place with a leading company to acquire Vive's activity and assets. Should these negotiations not prove to be fruitful, all the company's employees will be fired and the company will be shut down. Well, I mean, there's always this buyer, right? Have you ever like, have you ever been involved in like baseball? Do you watch baseball? Like, there's always this free agent, right? And then there's this always this secret bidder that comes in at the last minute, and then that just jacks the price up even higher. Got to have a secret bidder. This is the same thing. There's. Well, I remember one time Amazon was going to buy. Oh, Amazon was going to buy Peloton. Yes, right. Because that's what uh, that's what Amazon needs is a. Uh, expensive fitness bike. Like that's, that really fits in well with their portfolio of things. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So uh, as part of its activity in the U.S., Vive acquired properties in California financed through debt from various lenders and bankers. Okay. Well, fine. Well, I thought, uh, now, now here's the word I don't, I don't know. Like are these... Are these properties for like construction, like to build your plant? Or are these for, um, you know, like to build houses to proof of, you know, proof of concept? What are we doing here? It says in a recent letter to these lenders, Vive expressed its inability to continue interest payments due to the challenging economic environment and declining real estate prices, particularly in California. So they got 600 million, they borrowed against a bank for property and then they couldn't even pay the interest payments. The company has halted payments until the properties are sold and claims that it has been unsuccessful in striking deals due to the difficult real estate market conditions. Look, if you couldn't make it in the last two years in residential real estate, like, like you're never going to make it. And by the way, you should see a stream of these things happening. Like, like there was so much free money in real estate for these types of activities, prop tech, that you know we'll we'll start to see these things turn ugly soon. I just want to double check something. Okay, where we go? It says Vive, which laid off 100 employees last November, raised 400 million Series D and reached unicorn status in March 2022 to grow its system, to, which leverages a preparatory panelized approach to fully cladded walls complete with mechanical, electrical, and plumbing solutions. V said at the time the funding would be used mainly to expand its operations in the U.S., so it raised $400 million to raise its, expand its, op, its operations and just, that didn't work. Vive raised $100 million through the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange Taze Up platform in March 2021. So there's, so there's $400 Plus 100 is 500. I don't know where they got the other 100 million. How do you burn through th that much money? My God. Vive was founded in 2008. It says by some fellas, or Emmett Heller, Emmy Avrami, and Daphna Akiva. 
Heller and Avrami are also behind Israel-founded real estate platform, Really, which ceased operations last September. So these guys have a, a history of, of building up businesses, and they fail at times. So this isn't unusual, but I wanted to go into it in a little bit more in depth. So let's read some tweets. Okay, this one here, this, this was in response to Lance Lambert's original tweet. It says, these startups fail for one insurmountable reason. Inputs and outputs are subject to transportation costs. It's really this simple. Inputs need to be transferred to the factory. Outputs need to be transported to the market. This is far less efficient than transporting inputs, sticks and bricks, to the construction site and assembling into the output building. I just saved you a billion dollars in heartache. Look, when I was in school, and when we talked about development, everybody in, everybody in the class wanted to build container ship, you know, those containers. They wanted to build houses with those. That's just such a great idea. It's so green and so helpful. And it's like, I don't want to live in a container, but whatever. And, I mean, when I was looking at the development back in the mid-2000s, we were going to use um, what we called modular homes. So it was like basically what used to be... Um, what used to be like an RV company turned into like they were building houses, uh, mobile homes. Like, but they were, but but they stopped building mobile homes and they built like higher quality homes. And you would ship them down the highway in halves. And the idea was is you could get a better product that way than if somebody built it on site. Arguably, though, it was arguable. I don't I don't know that that's true because once you factored in all the things you needed to 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 drive that thing to the the property. You're right around the same price as you were if somebody just built it. I mean, that was then. So I've always been a little skeptical. But remember, when you need to get private equity money, you need to have a story, and then you need to hope that the people that are investing in your story have no idea what's going on with, like, that industry. Let's look at another one. It says... Modular guy here, the problem with innovative and creative companies like Vive and many others that are somehow getting a lot of money from VCs and then failing. No, no, that's, that's, there's not somehow getting a lot of money. I know how they're getting the money. You basically need to find people that have no idea about anything related to the product and then just give them like a story. So like, look, we're, we're building a wall, a new wall. Oh, well, a new wall. That seems like something we should invest in. Uh, is there absolute and incorrect focus on making a home techie and green rather than cheap first? There is something to that. They buy robots. They hire full staff in an expensive location. They focus on using more expensive recycled materials or spending a lot in R&D. So do we know if we've bought robots? I don't know. Full staff in an expensive location. They were in California. Focus more on using expensive recycled materials or spending a lot in R&D. Uh, I don't know. This stage will come, though, either naturally occurring improvements in the design or materials through through government subsidies, through third-party acquisitions, but not yet. Now we just need cheaper homes faster that are strong and deliver the living experience people expect today. Okay, so what he's saying is, is we can't be doing green. He says, this is why I build products outside of the U.S. and deliver them. It saves money for the developer, for the homeowner. When a design needs to change, we just change it. No robots to program. Look, everyone wants to be the next Tesla. I totally get it, me too. But we need to be realistic about the end result and the buyer. We can drool over nice-sounding prop tech concepts once we have added a decade or so of modular products on the market to learn from. And we've been doing this for 11 years. These companies are spending too much money on things that are and are not focused on the core requirement of a home. It's cost. 
I, I, I kind of agree with that. I do not care. Like if I want to build a hundred houses, okay. I don't care if they're green at all. Not at all. I mean, if the building code requires it, fine. But I mean, I don't care. I want a cheap house that I can make a profit off of selling. If I'm a developer, okay. That's at the end of the day. I, I don't care. If I can, and what's been going on in America for the last 20 years, if I can argue that something's green and some idiot will pay more for it, well, then that's, that's fine. I'll do that. And I, and I suspect that a lot of that is, is going on, where people say, say, I will pay more for a green product because I believe that you know, we've got issues in the world. That's fine. That, but that's marketing. That's not necessarily you know, fact. You know. Anyway. That's that one. Now we got another one here. It says, I followed the modular prefab factory built housing space for years. It's an unmitigated disaster. It feels that way. Companies like this one have raised hundreds of millions, but somehow managed to deliver products that are more expensive and lower quality than site built homes. There's no value proposition. So there's no demand as real estate pointed out companies in this space all want to be the Tesla of housing when they should aspire to be the Honda of the eighties, delivering a more affordable, high quality alternative. I agree with that. Affordable and high quality don't have to be uh, against each other, right? You can, have, you can have an affordable and high quality product. It doesn't necessarily have to be green. This is my opinion. So I, you know, I'm into 3D printing. I, I'm, I'm very interested. The idea that you can build a house with 3D printing seems great. Um, I've, I don't like the way the houses look so far, but whatever. Um, I, I like the idea. I, I, I'm not of the narrative that we don't have enough housing in the United States. I'm, I'm not having enough housing supply. Um, and just look at any of your major downtown areas or suburbs, uh, from those major areas uh, in the bad parts of town and tell me that there's like not enough housing supply. There's always plenty of housing supply. The problem is, is, you know, the situation isn't great for whatever reason. I don't, I don't even know why we allow things to occur. Um, but anyway, I think that this product is a great idea. I mean, the idea is great. It's sellable. And let me tell you, let me show you another one that I thought was interesting. This is Boxable. Have you seen Boxable? See how they're, I don't know if you can see it on my screen. I'm, oh yeah, you can. So see, they bring it in a box and they just put it together on site. Not hard at all, right? It shouldn't be a problem. And it's, it's high quality in theory. Everything fits in there. I don't know. My friend showed me that a long time ago. He's like, I'm, I'm investing in this because I think it's really the future. And I said, okay. Knowing what I know about this particular space, I don't know why it doesn't work. Like it should, but it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's like... It doesn't seem that difficult. Um, but anyway, I just, you know, if, some, if you guys have some thoughts on this type of construction and why it doesn't work, put it in the comments section. I will actually, I will actually read them. Um, and, I, you know, I, I do think that if you could build a product that was of high quality uh, and came to market and affordable, it, it should work, but it doesn't. And one, one person says it's because of the transportation cost, which I can understand. What do you think? I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Hopefully you did too. 
With that, I'm going to head on out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you on the next one.